Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Check-In by TMR. Los Cabos is booming. According to the Los Cabos Tourism Board, 2022 was the best year ever for the destination. Even with rates increasing, Los Cabos was up 20% in arrivals over 2019, a historic marker for one of Mexico's iconic destinations. Over the last year, Los Cabos was able to bring in repeat guests, something it has historically done very well, while also attracting a new population of younger, more affluent consumers who are flocking to Los Cabos, not just for its luxury offerings, but for its wellness and adventure sides too. My guest for this episode of Check-In is Rodrigo Esponda, the Managing Director of the Los Cabos Tourism Board. I wanted to have Rodrigo on as a guest to see what he had to say about that growth that Los Cabos is experiencing, about the North American consumer. I wanted to talk to him about why the destination is trending. And lastly, I wanted to ask him about something that I think is going to be the next big crisis, the next big topic of conversation for travel, and that's sustainability. Sustainability is going to be the biggest challenge for the travel industry over the next half half century or so, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I don't think it's an issue that's going to sweep the travel industry away overnight like COVID did, but it is one that is going to impact the way travel grows, the way suppliers operate, and the way consumers think about their behavior away from home. So ending the year with this conversation with Rodrigo hopefully gives all stakeholders listening something to think about when determining what your 2023 goals are going to be. It's a light conversation, but in it, Rodrigo talks about the leaps that Los Cabos has made when it comes to maintaining a healthy ecosystem and environment, while also continuing to grow tourism to record numbers in 2022. He talks in particular about the balance between public and private sectors, which I think is going to be the cause of the biggest, biggest friction when it comes to the travel industry's sustainable future. I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you do too. So let's check in with Rodrigo. Hi, how are you, Dan? Good. How are you, Rodrigo? Very good. All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, are you are you are you based in Los Cabos? Yes, I am based in Los Cabos. And you're. I assume that's where you are right now. You're at your office. Uh, yes, exactly. But, but, but I'm my home. How is the How is the weather? How is the weather there right now? Very nice. Yeah. It's a very nice weather. Well, I have some questions. I want to I want to talk a little bit about. I know uh, the destination has had some incredible tourism numbers this year. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about sustainability when it comes to the destination too, because I know that's important for your team and for 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 travelers and travel advisors as well. But I just I, I just wanted to sort of start off with just asking. I mean, what what sort of the demand for travel from Los Cabos now heading into twenty twenty three? How has the destination sort of uh, experienced tourism throughout the extension of twenty two? Well, we are closing the 2022 with record numbers, 20% uh, growth versus uh, last year and versus 2019. So it's going to be the best year in history in the destination. So uh, in history, we, we've uh, definitely have had very good years, but never consistently we've been growing 20% um, with 50% uh, more average daily rate. So it's not just the volume, but the spending in general uh, on the tour. So it, it's a remarkable situation that the destination is uh, being now. We really 
never thought that we would be closing 2022 with 20% uh, increase in the visitors and 50% more the average daily rate. And with uh, a, the spending in um, services, so 85% of the tourists that come get out at least one night outside there where they are staying to try one of the restaurants. Okay. Uh, so that is also meaning that they are in touch with the local community. Um, so it's definitely a very good opportunity as uh, the way that we see it. For 2023, the numbers are very good still, very solid. The uh, Q1 already is in the books in very good numbers. And especially in the incentives and, and corporate meetings okay. uh, for 2023, that as you know, that is on the books well in advance. It's already a record number of, of uh, meetings incentives, what we have for 2023. For Los Cabos, that uh, industry, meetings and incentives is very important. Um, the last uh, research that we conducted in 2019 showed that 20% of the room nights, of the total room nights in the destination are directly linked to meetings and incentives, but it's not only the volume, but they have a higher average daily rate than the average uh, bookings. And also it's much broader the services that meetings and incentives request uh, when they come to a destination. And the seasonality as well is a little bit, you know, um, in the shoulder season. So it has many interesting dynamics for the destination. So 2023 already looking very positive. Yeah, that's in, it's incredible though. I know you want to look to 23, but 20% 20 over 2019 for 22 is an, is such an incredible number, especially considering what's happened since 2020. I'm I'm just curious, I mean, what do you sort of chalk that up to? What reasoning do you have behind this this growth in tourism to Los Cabos? I think there are three reasons that we've been analyzing. Uh the first one is the cohesive vision that collectively we have in the destination. So it's a, we, we, as you know, geographically, if you see Los Cabos, mm. we are completely isolated uh, from the rest of Mexico. And geographically, we are like an island because there is 1,000 miles from where we are to where we are connected to the inland. Okay. So that makes it uh, that we are surrounded by ocean on three sides and by a desert on the north. So there is nothing. We are really like an island. So we have to be, and we've been historically, be, have to be cohesive in our vision. There is a shared vision that tourism and the natural resources that we have are the only thing that we uh, depend on. So, so, so tourism that's a, is the... That's a shared vision from, from your, I assume, from your team, but also from your partners in destination, the hotels, the, the DNCs, exactly. things like that? Okay. Exactly. From everyone. Because we are isolated. So then it doesn't matter if... if um, it's your particular interest. We have to first have the collective vision of the destination in order to move forward. Uh, so that has forces. So let's say that that's in the culture of the place. That's something that is in our DNA, the collective vision uh, that we have. The second one is that we were able to put together a model uh, where we offer to the travelers the best destination in terms of safety. Uh, with the very uh, comprehensive protocols along all the supply chain. So there was no asymmetry 
between a restaurant or a DMC or the airport or the hotel. So the travelers were able to perceive that the protocols and the safety level in the destination was at top level, but in all services. So then that was, let's say, being shared. And we have a lot of, uh, we provide a lot of feedback about the comments of the travelers when they come to the destination to the supply chain in order to keep improving the services. Uh, so then that helped us to keep improving, improving, improving the level of service. And it was positioned as a very safe destination with all the, the elements, the natural elements that we have, because it's a destination that is isolated, that we don't have any high-rise buildings, a lot of open spaces, no rain. Uh, so then people could be outside 350 days of a day. So all that provided a very uh, comprehensive way to do services. And then the final one is that the level of service that we have always provided is bit at, at the top. It doesn't matter if you are in the three-star hotels or the six-star hotels. It's the level of service is super personal and focused. So the, these three elements, I think, have contributed significantly to have an edge on what Los Cabos has been doing versus other options uh, where people can travel. I'm curious. I mean, the boom you saw in 2022, do you see any trends amongst where your guests are coming from geographically? Like, is it is a lot of North American uh, guests like from from the West Coast or is that sort of spread out now, too? Because I know I know COVID sort of changed everything from a, for a lot of uh, destinations. And it, it does seem like these sun destinations, particularly Los Cabos, are sort of opened up to more and more more consumers than ever now. Well, we definitely see it's more North America or North American focus. Uh, however, we see big changes, uh, some changes that we are truly surprised. I'll mention three. One that is the biggest change is the age. The age bracket, 75% of the travelers that have come to the destination in 2022 have 45 or less. Oh, my so God. So they are super young, and that has never happened, um, especially with the high ADR that we have. So th that is definitely something that surprises us. However, it's a very good opportunity because we are getting to the second point. Before, we had 60% of our travelers were repeat travelers. Now it flipped. 60% of the travelers are new travelers to the destination. Uh, so they are coming new travelers, younger, and from new origin markets, because we were before the third one, we were very focused on the West Coast and Texas. California used to be 40% of our origin market in a year, and then Texas was 16. So among the two, we had 56% uh, of the origin travelers versus 2022, Texas decreased to 32% and, and uh, California decreased to 32% and Texas to 11%. So it makes it much more broader towards the East Coast of the United States. New York is almost 5% of the origin market. And then Florida, uh, because Florida is all the way to the East Coast. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, let's say, a sun destination or a warm destination. Yeah. So, you know, th those things that we... we and, and of course... Um, 20% of the total volume of travelers 
have been from very fragmented states uh, all over the United States, from um, you know Idaho, Wyoming, many many small states that uh, before we didn't have it as an origin. So it, it brought um, new travelers, uh, younger travelers, and from new origin markets. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I pretty recently I spoke to uh, someone at, at uh, Rose was Las Las Ventanas in uh, in Los Cabos, and they mentioned too that they're seeing a younger guest, and that sort of jumped out to me because that that is just so beneficial beneficial for for these tourism organizations to start generating tourism from from younger generations. But I'm I'm curious. I mean, why do you think the younger guest is more attractive to Los Cabos now? It it is was it was it a a conscious plan from from you and your team to sort of market and draw in younger generations of travelers we definitely when um two years ago we did a rebranding of los cabos and uh, it was the whole branding to really reflect the core natural elements of the region it, you know the desert the cactus plants the dry heat the relaxed ambience that los cabos has uh, because even though that you can go to the one and only the Rosewood, the Four Seasons, Riscalto, all those super, super, super top hotels, the ambience is very relaxed. It's not an ambience that you have to be very stuffy in, in how to do things. So it's a fake type of, of luxury. It's a true luxury that we are making sure that you are identified by the values of the, of the region that is relaxed natural element. So we 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 did a, a profound research on what the region was and why people had been coming. And we asked people, for example, that they've been coming for 30 years okay. uh, from all different uh, income and age. And that's what they were saying. It's like, you know, I like to come because I can be myself. Like, I don't need to fake anything or I don't need to come to a place because I want to be seen in a place. It's like, I, I come to be myself to be with my friends, to be with my families, my loved ones, or to do any activity that I want, but that I really feel it, not that I'm faking um, to do it. Um, so we reflect that in all our branding, in all the messaging, uh, the and, and it, it really was a, a, a profound change. And I think it resonated and the overall circumstances of the changes had been playing in our favor uh, because then, People have been really aligned to that to those values uh, into what we want to 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 communicate. Yeah, yeah, that that, and I know you mentioned wellness too, and wellness seems to be a, a growing market. Not for that, just that that age demographic for for almost every age demographic. It seems people want to be able to travel and continue to live healthy lifestyles when they're on the road. But Los Cabos seems like the perfect destination to have a wellness experience too. Exactly. And because wellness, um, it's a core element that you need to be physically well, mentally well, spiritually well, but you need not, it's not just about yourself, but about the destination or the place that you go. So you need to feel aligned that the community has this positive vibe that can really uh, be giving you the elements that you're looking, that you walk in the desert, that you see the sun, that you see the mountains, that you really reflect on. And when you speak with the local, the local has to be aligned to what you want. Because if you come and you are uh, having a very good wellness experience, but you interact with the community and you see that the community is stressed, then it would stress you. And, and I think 
did those core elements of, of, of wellness really have been helping us? We we track all sort of stats on the travelers and why they came and, and who are those who, who came. And um, 22% of the travelers are getting got engaged into wellness activities. 5% of those 22, the main reason for them to come to Los Cabos was to participate in a wellness program. So it's that's a main, main, main. But the, the remaining 17% is that they interacted as a secondary activity. So they came, the main reason to come could have been fishing or golfing or a conference, but they got or participated in a, in a wellness experience. And by our surprise as well, the highest daily spending per traveler were those, those who interacted in a wellness program as part of their trip, higher even than sport fishing. That traditionally, historically, the travelers that have been coming to Los Cabos for sport fishing had been the highest spending per capita in the destination because of the services that they need to request when they go to sport fishing to charter boat, the equipment and so on. But those who got in, into wellness activities as a secondary activity, spend more than them. And, and that also surprises us. Um, but I think goes to all what we've been discussing. So it's a place that really provides the natural elements, the service that you need, and the values that you're looking to engage into a wellness activity. When you talk about wellness activities, is it just tradition, the traditional sort of gen, uh, definition of it? Is it the, it's, not, it's not just the spas and the massage. No, 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 it's super broad. It's super broad. Okay. It's super broad. It could be um, medical, it could be a yoga retreat, it could be a sports activity that you are coming to do some type of uh, yoga or fitness classes. Um, there are very interesting personalities in the destination that have been focused on, on the fitness uh, type of activities or fitness internally with nutrition, spiritually connection uh so in the in the area there are a lot of things uh that people are aligning to it and also we have a very large expat community in the destination so people that see los cabos as their home or second home and the reason for them to come also is connected to the wellness activity because then they retreat from where they live or where they work. And they definitely can keep working, but they can keep working in a much more relaxed way, doing some activity, physical activity, sport fishing, golfing, surfing, snorkeling, scuba diving, walking in the desert, uh, having a nutritious food in the organic farms. Um, but in the 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 place um, has a spiritual connection to, to all of them. So the, I think all of those elements really resonates. So the wellness activity really resonates with the local place. You mentioned medical tourism too. That is that, that That's a pretty strong market for Los Cabos. I know I've written a bit about medical tourism in the past, but uh, that's still that's still pretty strong for you. It's a strong, but you know, the interesting on the medical tourism is that it's medical tourism more on the vitamins and regeneration type of medical tourism, not so much on the actual surgeries. Of course, there are very good options to do those kind of, of um, let's say, traditional 
medical tourism, but it's um it's it, it was getting much more stronger into uh, the regeneration type of of uh, medical tourism because uh, people come. And, and to be honest, if you are looking to have a traditional medical treatment, there will be many other options around the world. But probably this regeneration type of, of medical tourism, it uh, could be only from what we do in, in Los Cabos. And I also know along with wellness, sustainability has been a buzzword for the whole industry. Uh, Pre-COVID, it seemed like the biggest challenge the industry had to face. And then COVID happened and COVID was front and center. But Sustainability still seems to be the biggest challenge for the travel going forward. And I know for, for you and your team, it's a focus and it's not just a focus, but it seems to be helping drive tourism to the destination. The inner elements of the destination have helped us in many ways. Um, for example, the restrictions in terms of height and density in the destination have been in place for 30 years since the original yeah. destination was planned. And then the private sector made sure that those limitations were forced in place. Um, for example, something that people who travel to the destination don't realize is that we do not allow any outside advertising. So no billboards, no signs, uh, nothing. Wow. By law, by law. So <laughs> and that's- these laws, I, I know you, you're not, uh, but these laws were created in order to just keep the destination healthy and, and and clean and safe they were it was three decades ago but they were still able to have that foresight to to see that what it could become could be dangerous exactly but then we now speak about sustainability but it's you know a road sustainability is not an end and let's say that they paved the road uh, 30 years ago with all these um guidelines or rules or limitations in order to make sure that the vision of the destination was a different one or was the right one um, where, where the natural elements, inner elements would be maintained. Um, so now, of course, we need to work and we need to optimize many sustainability efforts that they need to make sure that they are applied. For example, uh, four years ago, there was a very strict law that was enacted uh, to restrict plastics in the destination, plastic bags, containers, straws, and all of those. So if you go to the supermarket in Los Cabos, there would not be the option to get a, a plastic bag. Um, in some places of the United States or, or around the world, you can buy one. Um, to say, okay, I, I didn't bring bags, but I would like to get some bags. Yeah. In Los Cabos, no option to get the, the plastic bags or the plastic containers. And then the hotels cannot offer any plastic container into the product that they offer. So um, all this was passed four years ago, and now we're working in many other elements because the Sea of Cortez has 30% of the world marine mammals. 30% of the world marine mammals are contained there. So it sounds very easy, but it implies a big responsibility to make sure that we preserve and regenerate the area and the region. And tourism can have a positive effect in these uh, regeneration and sustainability efforts. So uh, let's see that it's a road that we keep getting through the sustainability and that we're working in, in many ends um, because it's not easy. And as you mentioned, it's, it's going to be the biggest challenge. I think, uh, hopefully I might not be uh, right, but I think that in the next years, 
nothing that we have seen before is going to really help us to understand what is coming in the following years because the human impact is um, really strong in nature, in the natural elements. And the desire for people to travel would be, I think, in the upcoming years, stronger than ever, something that we have not seen. Um, so then there has to be a way to uh, make sure that the carrying capacity in the places, in the natural places, is um, controlled. Um, because, you know, it's a big responsibility and tourism has to have a positive impact. Uh, so we are working in different elements uh, in the rural communities, in the natural uh, reserve areas uh, of the region to make sure that tourism can have a positive effect. Um, to mention one example, there is a natural reserve area called Cabo Pulmo. That is something that is also very interesting because it happened more than 30 years ago. The local community that was a small fishing community uh, for different generations, they saw that the quantity of fish uh, every year was decreasing instead of decreasing. Uh, and of course they live from the fish that they got. So it was year by year, it was more difficult. So because they are uh, one hour and a half from Los Cabos by themselves, they decided to limit an area arbitrary by themselves and say, nobody will fish in all this big square. And we will, as a community, enforce it. And then we will be offering ecotourism activities, scuba diving and snorkeling and, you know, uh, trekking and, and some hiking areas in the, in the, in the inland part. Um, and by the surprise, year by year, the quantity of fish started to increase. And then the government came, they declared it a natural protected area as it is now. Uh, but then now everyone is surprised because uh, let's say some species that they do not remember to see the species there, now they have it. And every year keeps increasing, 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 increasing. So my point, and I really, I like to go there because um, to, to do scuba diving or snorkeling. Um, but my point is, imagine the powerful element that we have if we decide to do not touch an area and not think of preserving. What happens is that this starts regenerating to a natural element that probably nobody remembers what had been happening here. And after so many years, then uh, it's incredible what you have because you have 10 different types of sharks, um, some banks of fishes that you cannot imagine, thousands of, of fishes, um, whales, turtles, uh, sea lions. So it's 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 really an incredible place to to go. And throughout the year, because it's, an, it's the northest reef in the Americas, um, so you have the species that are part of the of the reef, and then the pelagic species that come and go throughout the year, like the whales that are pelagic. They come all the way to Alaska, and then come, they come down every year in the winter. Um, so the, the experience is, is very intense. Um, and I think it's a super good example because this is a small square in the Sea of Cortez. Imagine if you would be able to replicate this around the Sea of Cortez or around the world. What would happen is the same. The, the, the natural element will regenerate and will be in a, in a status that nobody has seen it. 
<laughs> or, or in, in many years. So I think that is a powerful message uh, towards what the tourism can contribute to the natural element in the, in the, in the planet. Yeah, that is, that is an incredible story too. And it is, it is sort of more proof that these sustainability efforts can make a difference. I, I guess my question is, I mean, I, there was, was there much pushback when things like when initiatives like that happened? Was there, are there ever pushback from the private sector or even the local communities or, or tourists coming in? Like, are there ever pushback saying, we'd rather have it this way or that way. It's, it's the way you're telling the story. It seems like there's just been an incredible amount of cooperation amongst the stakeholders and amongst the communities in Los Cabos that maybe isn't available elsewhere. There has to be a pushback always. It's yeah. part of, there is no straight line uh, in, in most of the elements. So there has to be a pushback in many ways. And um, I think, and, and even today, the all the activities that I've been mentioning, for example, when we did the, the rebranding of Los Cabos, there was some pushback. Some people would come back saying, no, 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 that's not the way that we should be promoting Los Cabos. Um, the good thing is that you need to keep building consensus into everything that you do. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, that's what you have to do. You have to keep building consensus in the final objective that is to, to preserve. Um, right now, for example, we, we have been working with uh, Cabo Pulmo with some different NGOs about um, what should be the road ahead of Cabo Pulmo because the, the number of travelers have been increasing. Um, and even though that they have a very good system of carrying capacity. So when you go down uh, to scuba or snorkel, they, the scientists uh, measure the impact that is allowed in number of people on each week, on okay. every place. So let's say that you want to go and see the sharks and the sharks usually are just in one place, the bull sharks, um, that is called El Vencedor, that is a shipwreck. So you go there and they say 50 people in a week can get down. So then they start marking and once it's filled, nobody can come down. So like that implies that I just came to go down to that place. <laughs> But then the capacity is filled uh, and I cannot go down. Yes, you cannot go down. Uh, so that generates a lot of pushback internally and of course, externally. But there has to be a way to communicate that that carrying capacity limit is the only way that to preserve and to regenerate and to have other species coming into the destination, into the region. But it's part of uh, what we do uh, to have pushbacks and and the, the way of solve it is to build consensus. And uh, and sometimes it takes longer to get the consensus and sometimes it gets uh, shorter depending on, on, on what we're doing. So right now we are uh, in different projects in the destination that we're dealing with this uh, situation that we have to internally solve. And I think it's part of the growing process and the maturing process of the destination. Um, so I know I only have you for a few minutes more, and I just wanted to ask if there's anything you want to mention for, for child advisors to be aware of when they're talking to clients about Los Cabos, when they're planning vacations, whether it's 23, a lot of advisors are planning into 24 now too. Um, and if there's anything else new coming up, new openings that you want to, to for them to be particularly aware of. Well, I think travel advisors, they need to be aware that the 
there are many options in the destination. And I think that's something that we always highlight when we speak to travel advisors, because Los Cabos is not a destination just to remain locked inside uh, a hotel or a lodging place. It's a, it's a destination that you need to go out and experience, because if you don't do it, you're missing. You're missing something. You're missing about the things that we're discussing, about the Sea of Cortez, that you see whales jumping just from the shore, dolphins, uh, rays, uh, sea lions. Uh, so um, the same if you don't want to go and experience some of the traditional Mexican towns. We have fantastic downtown part of San Jose del Cabo with an avant-garde proposition of Mexican cuisine and very nice art galleries that you can just walk in and speak to the artists. Uh, so there are not that many places where you can combine this diversity from mountain range that go all the way to 6,000 feet, um, the Sea of Cortez with 30% of the world marine mammals and Mexican tradition with gastronomy, art and, and folk uh, that and safety because Los Cabos is a very safe destination that um, our geographically positioned help us because the only way to come to the destination is by air. And then that's make it much easier to control and to make sure that safety is, is made in place. But then you experience a destination. So travel advisors need to make sure that their clients, when they come, they can have an option to experience all this with safety, with quality, and with easiness, because everything is very easy to move around uh, all around. Uh, in our website, Visit Los Cabos, we have an industry section for travel advisors with a lot of resources for them to get information about it. For example, we have a weddings guide, a luxury guide, a golf guide, and all these guides, we have eight guides. They have all the technical elements of the golf courses. If somebody wants to play golf, the travel advisor would be able to get in touch directly with the golf course, book it and get a commission. The same with if they want to charter a boat and do some sailing experience, they would be able to contact that directly uh, and give it more value to the clients. And I think that is going to be moving forward, providing the travel advisors an edge versus what the internet and what the direct customers can do it. Um, those elements, we, we have all those resources available for travel advisors on visitloscabos.travel. That I think is something that they need to embark doing it. Among uh, new openings coming to a destination, we have um, the, the best hospitality, the best hotels in, in Latin America are located in Los Cabos. Not that we say it, uh, all international rankings uh, uh, say it, um, but there are more coming. Uh, we have 18,000 rooms. For example, 2,000 of those are virtuoso. 2,000 rooms are virtuoso rated, uh, but we, we, we have more than 1,500 signature, 3,000 that have four diamonds um, hotels in, in the destination. So it's, it's very, very broad, the options for, for quality lodging in destination. More that are coming among the new openings are the San Regis, the second Four Seasons, the Aman, the Casa Vela, that is going to be a boutique hotel for Grand Velas, the Park Hyatt, the Soho House. And even though that the number of rooms on each of the properties are not that big, 
mm-hmm. are more focused to what we need. It's a quality product that the destination is offering to travelers that are really looking, curious travelers that are looking to go around and to see options. And of course, we have, I, I was mentioning the five-star hotels, but of course, we have very good options in three-star, four-star, five-stars for family, for all-inclusive, for EP, uh, small um, traditional hotels where you can stay uh, or any type of option. Well, again, Rodrigo, thank you for your time, first and foremost, but also congratulations on, on such a successful year. 20% over 2019 and then with, along with a increase in, in the daily rate is, is just incredible. Um, and also thank you for the guidance on the sustainability too, because I think that's, like I said, I think that's going to be the conversation of the travel industry going forward and, and seeing success stories like yours uh, I think it's going to be important for people having those conversations. Definitely. No, thank you for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon in Los Cabos. I, I would you love that. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see you soon. <laughs> thank you. Thank All you right. very much. Bye. Bye.